Hi, Mama. Excited to be here with you today. I start every episode the same, and I always like try say something different, but those are just the words that come out of my mouth. So they must be genuine. I'm excited. It's real. Uh, today, we are going to wrap up our series on build your house. And as a reminder, this came from a verse that God hit me over the head with a couple weeks ago. Uh, Proverbs 14.1. It says, the wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. And I just realized it just like became so crystal clear in that moment that there were these all these things I was doing that was tearing my house down and I was not building it up in some of the ways that I had the capacity for. And so I just have been going through some of the ways that we can build up our house and some of the ways that we can be aware to stop tearing it down. And, you know, I always like as I'm filtering through like what episode to do, what what is the Holy Spirit leading me to? Sometimes I get I get worried because I'm like, what does this have to do with like mental health and and healing? And the the crazy thing is though that it could not be more related to those things. Like the way that we heal, the way that we get our lives right is by aligning our minds and our hearts and our our actions with with God's word and with what he says. I was reading in Isaiah this week and this verse was just like and I might talk a whole like a whole episode about this cuz it just like was amazing. God really spoke to me through it, but it's the second part of Isaiah, it's verse 6:10 and it says otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. What? <laughs> like I had been feeling this prompting of God that all of these these topics we're talking about, like realigning our mindsets and our beliefs and how we parent and how we go through the world, realigning that back to God's word and what he says about things and not what the world says about th- things. And I had been, you know, like feeling like that was what God was calling me to do. And I've been feeling like that's what, what you need, like what he was calling me to speak on, because that's what you need to hear. But I just had always had this little voice in the back of my head saying like, oh, that's not that's not what you should be talking about. That's not mental health. And I just think what the world calls mental health is not what God calls mental health. And actually, mental health is aligning our minds to the Word of God, just like this. If we want to be healed, we've got to see with our eyes, see what God is doing, see what God is saying, hear with our ears, follow His voice, His commandments, understand with our hearts, and turn and be healed. And so if you want healing, this is a part of it. There are so many things the world says, and it so easily slips into how we see things and how we think. And if we are not careful, it will it will get us off course. And I've shared this before, but I've heard this in a couple sermons uh, at my church. It was so good that if we, uh, you imagine an arrow, it's being shot you know, from a certain point. Now, if you turned the trajectory of the arrow just like a half a degree, like just a small amount, and that arrow is shot, how much further would that arrow be? I'm trying to like use my words without having a visual. Like the first arrow, if it was shot, and the second arrow, and like how far it goes, like it's actually, it starts out as a fraction of a percent, but when the arrow goes super far, it actually ends up, you know, hundreds of feet, miles, I don't know, from the actual destination, the original destination. So I hope that uh, that made sense. But 
these little things that we believe and that we think that are a little bit off can, if we continue to follow them, is, is going to make us end up at a completely different place, a completely different place from what God has for us. And so I really believe that digging into all of these mindsets is super crucial to health, to healing. This is how we find it. This is what mental health is. Because I think so much anxiety and depression can come because we are trying to do things the world's way, that we're pushing away from the things God calls us to. And, you know, today we're going to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, which I'll get into it. But I had all kinds of thoughts about her before, only because I hadn't read the actual chapter in a long time. And I like, yeah, I'll get into it. But, you know, if we are letting the world define who sh- who we should be as women, who we should be as wives and mothers, and we're not stepping into the fullness that God is calling us to, then that is going to create anxiety. It's going to create tension. It's going to help us. It's going to make us be confused. We're going to push away from who God created us to be and feel like we have to align ourselves with what the world thinks. I mean, I I myself can imagine how much anxiety, I've seen how much anxiety can come into my life from that. I've seen how much depression because I'm fighting for the wrong thing and pointing my arrow at the wrong thing. And that's not who I was meant to be. So part of healing is clearly differentiating, (laughs) differentiating what the world would say about women and what the Bible says about women and even what the world says that the Bible says about women because get ready to read this chapter. I don't know if you were like me and you had some feelings about this, like the Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, doesn't that sound nice? But when you actually go and read it, you're going to be shocked. If you haven't read it in a while, like get excited because it blew me away when I went back and read it. And so we even sometimes the world tells us what the Bible says. (laughs) That's why we have to be in the word in the Bible every day, because we can't let the world tell us what the Bible says. Talk about confusion. So that is why I've gone on a long tangent here, but I guess that was Holy Spirit because this is why we are talking about this. This is why it matters. So I'm excited to go there with you today. Before we go on, just a reminder get in the Facebook group. (laughs) I say it all the time, but it really is this amazing community. People have been so open and vulnerable lately. And so it's just this reminder that you're not alone, that like we are all fighting and struggling. And that is just part of being a mother. I don't believe it has to stay that way. I don't believe that we have to be bogged down by it, but those struggles are super real and you are not alone in that. So make sure you're in there so that you know that you don't have to do this alone. Like that's what not motherhood was not created to do it alone. So jump in if you're not yet bit.ly bit.ly slash morning mama Facebook group. I cannot wait to meet you and learn your story. It's going to be great. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the morning mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom.
Okay, so we are talking about the Proverbs 31 woman today. So if you've grown up in church, then I know you have heard this reference over and over again. And I remember many times feeling like so cringy about it, like, oh, the Proverbs 31 woman, this is like what we're supposed to be. And <laughs> so in my mind, this woman, she was weak. She was boring. She had like just this boring life of cleaning and cooking and oh, being quiet, <laughs> like in my mind, she was exhausted. She didn't do anything cool with her life. Like nothing that I wanted to aspire to be. Like I, I don't want this. And yeah, that's how I felt. I did not want to be her. And so anytime this was referenced, I just, because I think even sometimes women's ministries and churches and not to knock it if this is your ministry or if you love this stuff, that's great. It's just not me. So when women's ministries is all about like crafts and baking and children, I don't know, <laughs> I that is just not my heartbeat. And so I don't like it. And so I, I think I associated Proverbs 31 woman with that stuff. And I'm like, that's not me. I don't care about that stuff. I don't want to spend my time doing it. Again, God has all made us differently, so that's nothing wrong with that. That's just me. And so part of me pushing away was that. And then part of the other part of me that was pushing away from this idea is because I felt like whoever this woman is, it must be like what the culture is pushing away from. Like, you know, that this old gender rules where the woman has to do all of these things and she's not, you know, seen as an equal and all of these things that the world was telling me that that shouldn't be happening anymore. I shared a little bit about my uh, journey through feminism in, a, in one of the episodes in this series. And so that was it. Like, I felt like if I uh, allowed this idea of this woman to be in my life, then I would have to succumb to these things I didn't believe in. Okay. But then, because <laughs> the thing is, I had not read that chapter in the Bible in a long time. So I had all of these ideas about what it was saying about women and all of these ideas about who, I, you know, what everyone was encouraging you to be with the Proverbs 31 woman. And, you know, if you've done a study about this, you probably know where this is going because you you remember. But I, it had been years. And so I finally, like, I think it was like last year. Yeah, I think right before my daughter was born, I read it and was like blown away at who this woman was. Like, wait a minute. This is nothing like the woman that I imagined. Like, what? So I just want to share this picture of this amazing chapter in the Bible, almost a full chapter, of this picture that God paints for us of who we're called to be. And I don't want you to hear this. And if you struggle with these things or you're not doing these things, no shame. This is not for shame or to like measure yourself in comparison. This is to inspire you because I believe this is a picture of how God made you, the way he crafted you and created you, the abilities that you hold within you. Oh my gosh, just wait. So I want you to hear this as this image of where you are being called to go, why the work that we're doing here, the hard work of digging up some of the past, stopping these old behaviors, working through so much pain, why it matters. Because when we do that, we can show up as this kind of woman. And that's all of you can do this. All of you are called to this. 
God created all of you for this. Now, it's going to look different. You know, we each have different specific things we're called to. We're going to talk a lot more about calling on the podcast at some point. But we're all called to different things. We all bring different gifts to the table. So it's not going to look exactly like this woman. And none of us are going to look exactly like each other. But if you hear the heartbeat behind all of these things and the the immense amount of things that's, that are happening, that is what God's calling you to. You are capable. You are, you are made for this. So instead of getting bogged down by this idea that motherhood is just supposed to be overwhelming and unfair because our partners don't help enough, no, like this is who we are. We get to be empowered and step into all of this with this strength and this gusto to go and change the world starting in our homes. So I want you to hear that as you're listening. We're going to go through 10 different things. 10 is like the theme of this this series, I guess, because it keeps popping up. I'm going to try and get through them fast. I have failed with the other 10 episodes, so we'll see how it goes. But 10 things that I found from this chapter that she brings to the table, that I believe that you are called to bring to the table. So I'm going to read bits of it and then talk about what I hear in that. So this is found in Proverbs 31. It's most of the chapter. It's verses 10 through 31. So go and read it yourself. I'm reading from the ESV version. That's the one I usually read in. Okay, so starting in verse 10. An excellent wife. Who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Now, this this reminds me a lot of, you know, the anger episode we just talked about, but even just this idea of building up and tearing down your house. But the, the main thing that I hear in this is that an excellent wife brings value. That is so valuable, more than gems and jewels more than money. And so I want you to hear in that, that when we press into this role God has called us into, we bring value, like more than anything else in this world. Like we are bringing value to our home, to our husband, to our kids, all of these invisible things that we do all day long, all of the time, they're bringing immense value. And I don't, I'm speaking to everyone here, not just like a stay at home mom, I am speaking to you as well, but I'm speaking to even the working mom. I'm speaking to everyone in between. I'm speaking to all of you mamas. This is for you. If you press into this role as wife and mother and you bring to it everything that you have, you are bringing more value than you can count. And I know I find myself, again, pressing away from this role, shrinking back from it because I'm like, well, it's not a value. Like, what do I really bring in this? I don't want to just support my husband and just, I don't know what this voice is. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if any of you align, like feel that, feel yourself pulling away from this because you feel like there's something more valuable for you to do. Like that's not good enough. Like spending your time pouring into your family isn't, isn't enough. The world doesn't see it as valuable. So why would you do it? And I just want to press into that, like more precious than jewels, like even more valuable than the money that you are bringing in or that your husband is bringing into the home. More valuable than than that. That is when you step into this role of being a wife and a mother and you give it everything. That is what you bring. All right, let's keep going. 
She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. So when I hear this, you know what I hear? Is she is a leader. She sees the needs of her family and she figures out how to meet them. Like, she figures out where to get this wool and flax from. I mean, it's not like there was grocery stores back then, right? So it, it takes uh, a leader to figure out how to obtain these. She gets up before everyone else and sets the tone for the day. She figures out how to meet the needs of everyone. She leads her family in a way that they are fulfilled, that their needs are satisfied, that they are taken care of. She sees all of the problems that are there and figures out how to solve them. And while I believe, you know, the Bible does talk about men and women in their different roles, and again, we're not going to go into that today. I don't believe that the woman is the leader in the home, but I believe she is a leader. It takes a leader to look and see the the overarching needs of something and figure out how to solve it. It takes a leader to get up before everyone else to get everything ready so that everyone can thrive. She is a leader. And, you know, it talks about her and her maidens. And so she is leading her maidens. Now, I know most of you probably do not have maidens in your home, but you have kids for sure. And, well, maybe they're out of the home by now, but you you did have kids. And maybe you have other hired help around the house, like uh, nannies or babysitters or, you know, people that help with gardening or cleaning. And even if you don't hire anyone out, even just your kids, you are a leader to them. You are guiding them and leading them. That is your role. And so I know there's so many people that I've heard that press away from this label of leader. They're like, oh, I'm not a leader. Ah, I couldn't be called a leader. You are a leader. You're a mom. A mom is a leader. You are leading and guiding. So where are you leading everyone? Where are you leading your home? And leadership looks just as simple as getting food sometimes and making sure the house is ready and having willing hands to do the work because you know it needs to be done. So if you've ever pressed away from that label, stop. You are a leader. And only once you can own that label can you really step into it. All right, moving on to three and four. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Can we just stop there for a second? She buys a field. Like she figures out what she needs to buy. A field, (laughs) not like a, a pot. I mean, that's great too. But like she buys a whole field. And then plants a vineyard. Okay, we're going to keep going, but that just is insane. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. So there's a couple of things I heard here. The first we just talked about. She is a savvy businesswoman. So this is a big one. Hear me here. She is called to work outside of her home. Now, I'm not saying that if you are a stay-at-home mom, that that is not enough. Like, there is absolutely a season for that. If God is calling you to that, that's amazing. But I don't ever want you to get pigeonholed in thinking that's all that God is calling you to or that's all that you're going to do with your life. Maybe that's the fullness for a season, maybe. But maybe God is also calling you to something else. And I know that there have been, like, what the world 
says the Bible says. The world says that the Bible says that women should stay home. The world says that the Bible says that women shouldn't work, that women should just focus on their children and their families. Now, you might have grown up in a church that had that mentality, but look at this passage. This is not what the Bible is saying. So if you feel a tug to do something outside of the home, don't let that stop you. Like, God's calling you. He's got big plans for you. You have gifts inside of you that the world needs. And yes, your children need them. And yes, I'm constantly talking about pouring into them. But also, is there something else that God is calling you to? And maybe it doesn't look like, you know, buying a field. Maybe it is gathering moms in your neighborhood so that they don't feel so alone. You know, one of my episodes talked about like having a wine night and for the neighborhood so that they have a place to make friends and to know that you're there for them and you can invite them to church or you could just be there for them, be a friend. Maybe it's starting a whole business. Maybe God is calling you to do that. Whatever is on your heart, God is speaking to you. Don't ignore that. And this this idea of this weak woman that I always thought Proverbs 31 was about. No, she considers a field and buys it like I just want to write that on my mirror or something. Just the power in that. Like, it's not even that she is saying, oh, dear husband, what do you want me to do today? Like, she figures out which field they need to buy. Like, she is responsible. She has this ability to go out and decide. And, you know, I'm sure they're a team and like, you know, but this is her role. Like, it sounds like her husband trusts her. They're on a team enough that this is he knows that she thrives in this. And so she just goes and figures out what field needs to be bought. And that's going to benefit them. So go buy a field, mama. Go buy a field. So great. Okay, the other thing I heard in here was strong body, strong mind. I love that it says that she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Like it's very specific. Her arms are strong and, you know, she's planting this vineyard and doing all of this work physically, but just like the focus on her physical strength, like it is important and she dresses herself in strength. So this means her mind, her heart, her the the way she carries herself is strong. And like why this hit me over the head so hard is because, again, I visualize this weak woman, this passive, small, kept quiet woman. But that is not what is being described here. She is full of strength, every part of her from the inside to the outside. You are strong, mama. You are made to handle all of these things. Like if you read through the whole thing and you hear all of the things that she is handling, it is insane, the amount But that is you. That is how God crafted you. You are made for this life. You can do it now. Now, you're not necessarily made for the life you have right now because I bet there's a lot of social media influencing you and taking your time. Maybe there's Netflix. Maybe there's wine. Maybe there's all of these vices that we have that tear us down, that steal our time, steal our energy, create anxiety. And so those things you weren't made for, comparison, but handling All of the things that a mother holds in her arms, you're made for it. You are strong. So stop pressing away from holding all those things. And just to remind you, I'm not saying you should do it all and not have help, not talk to your husband and your kids about getting involved and not outsource. Like, if you haven't heard my recent episode, I think it was the first episode of this series, Build Your House, you got to listen to that because... Yes, it's not all on you, but I just know myself and I often find myself resenting the fact that I hold, like I have so many hats and I hold so many things, 
But here we see that, like, God is calling her to this because she's amazing at it. She is full of strength. If she's, if she's exhausted, she wouldn't be full of strength. And so instead of resenting all the hats that I wear and resenting all of the things that I have to organize and, and figure out and do, I want to, like, be like this woman and, and own them, to grab them in my hands and say, yeah, I am strong enough. I am made for this. I can do this. And just in that mentality shift, there's so much that my heart and my mind are going to shift because resent, I, I let it go or I do it but I'm angry the whole time. And how much energy does that take? You're lacking the joy. You're lacking all of the things that could benefit from you, you from that moment. But if we, if I was just to shift and, and say, no, this is mine to carry and I am capable and amazing and look at me go. Wow. How much would that shift things? So she is strong. Okay. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. This one I loved. I have such a heart for generosity and justice. And I do, I want to talk with you so much more about this. But part of what you're called to is to do this, to take care of the fatherless and the widows. I mean, if you read through the Bible, God's heart for justice is immense. God has given us so much. And we are called to bring that light those resources, time, money, energy, all the things to the world, to the people that are hurting. And we'll go into it another time. But the, the crazy thing is that when we do that, we actually usually get blessed far more than we're blessing. So there's that. All right. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. So when you hear this one, this one specifically, like I don't believe that God is calling you specifically to make bed coverings for your home and make clothes and, you know, do all these things and be dressed in red. No, I don't think that's what the Bible is saying right here. I know for myself, I am not called to those things. And maybe you are, and that is amazing. That is just, again, I'm not the craftsperson. But what I hear in this is that she, I have a whole a bunch of slashes for this one. She is solutions driven. She is a creative overcomer. She rises to the challenge. She is an entrepreneur. She is a confident boss lady. It doesn't matter what season is coming. It doesn't matter the challenges ahead. She knows what to do. She knows how to handle it and she's going to get it done. And she does what she's passionate about. Sounds like this woman is passionate about making things. Like she is selling her garments. So she must love making them. And so now she is making money off of what she loves. So there she is, that entrepreneur. So again, this call to something outside of the home, this call to action, this call to use the things inside of you that you're passionate about, that you're gifted in to go and bless your home with money and bless the world with what you're going to bring. Okay, moving on to number seven. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Now, I love this one. I've, I've had this on uh, like a printout, like pretty printout that you put in a picture frame. And yet I somehow still did not connect it to the Proverbs 31 woman being awesome. But yeah, it's just so good. There, She is fearless. That is what she is. There is no fear. She actually believes what God says when he says, don't worry about anything. Her faith is strong. She knows 
who she is. She knows whose she is, that she is a child of God. There's nothing that she needs to worry about. No matter what season may come, you know, it talked about snow. So that's like a physical season. But so this is right after it says that. So she's not scared of the snow, but whatever, whether it's a physical season or just a season your family is going through, she knows what to do. She is confident that God has her and that she has everything that she needs for that season. And I believe God's calling you to that. Let go of all of the worry, all of the anxiety. Know that you were made for this and that there is an option for a different life, an option to not be filled with anxiety or worry, to not spend another minute in that. You know, even looking at the direction our world is headed and just how much pain and division and suffering and craziness are going on, it is so much. So if you look at this verse and you think about that, she laughs at the time to come. Okay, you think, well, that wasn't for us now. (laughs) No, I actually think it is. Yes, the world is crazy, but the Bible has always talked about that the world is going to be crazy, that we are not of this world, that it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And so instead of being in fear of it and being in dread of it, we lean into trust. We lean into faith that God has got us. He's positioned us in this role for a reason. We were made for this time. And we literally can just laugh about it because we know our Father has us. Okay, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. So she is wise and she is a teacher. God promises us in the Bible that if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. All we have to do is ask in faith and not doubt. Literally, like as much wisdom as we need, he's going to give it to us. That is you. So if you want wisdom, if you don't feel like this is you, ask God and believe it will be yours. And it says she, that she's teaching kindness. We all have something that we can teach. There's always someone a step behind us that you can pull along, that you can say, hey, I haven't figured everything out, but I figured this out. Come walk this way. Come walk this way. And if you don't feel like you know how to do that or where to point them, like just start with the basics. Point them to Jesus. Say, hey, are you reading your Bible? Say, hey, do you go to a church? Say, hey, you're listening to this podcast. Let's do it together. Use the ability and the gifts that God has given you to help other people, to to lead them, to guide them. And believe me, again, when we give those sacrifices, we are going to be blessed even more than we are blessing others. So press into that. Okay, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. So what I have here is she's a fighter. It's funny, just in the Facebook group this week, someone posted a meme about how as a mom, we constantly like have this struggle between not wanting to do anything and wanting to do all of the things. And I totally remember that, especially in my early days of motherhood before I had like work to do or routines or systems going on. And I often just gave into that like, yep, I'm just going to do nothing because I don't know what to do. And so I would scroll or watch Netflix or whatever I would do to waste my time. So believe me, I get it. That's that struggle is real. It's a a meme for a reason. But what I have found is that when we allow even just our toe to be dipped into this pool of idleness, as this verse says, while eating the bread of idleness, even if we just take a bite, that just creates this culture, this environment that we get sucked into it. 
So like in the past, I've shared before that I would every night just watch hours of Netflix. That was all that I would do. And hey, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of Netflix. But when that was all that I did with my time, that was all that I did, I wasn't really resting. I wasn't really taking care of myself. I wasn't bettering myself or processing the day or doing anything to benefit me or my household. And I'm not trying to say that you have to spend every waking moment doing something for your home, but actually rest. What does rest, real rest, look like for you? Is that a bath? Is that reading a book? Is that going to bed early so that you wake up refreshed the next day? So I think idleness often looks like these these ways we numb out and that we don't allow ourselves to find real rest or to make progress on things. And so I get that that temptation is always there for you. But once you kind of cut it off, the way that I have found to get out of that phase, because it's like it, it, it overwhelms you. If you just dip your toe in it, it just you fall into the whole pool. So fasting, whatever it is that you used to numb out, whether it's Netflix or social media, wine, doing like a 30-day fast, even a 21-day fast, cutting it out completely like resets you and helps you to kind of see clearly where that's sucking your life away and kind of resets you. So if you're struggling with that, I highly recommend jumping into a fast. My church does one every new year. And, you know, I think we'll do one in the Facebook group as well. We could do that all together. But even before then, that's still a couple months away. Jump in now. Don't let that idleness take over because it is, it it sucks the life out of you. Like you don't feel good when you do that. And there's so much more waiting for you. All right, the last part of the verse and number 10, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all, he says. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let the works praise her in the gates. So the last thing that I have is that she is praised. When we live up to all that God's calling us to, like our husband, our kids are going to sing our praises like, wow, what a great mom, what a great wife. Like, I want that. I want that. And he's not calling us to perfection. I don't think this woman is perfect. I know she's not because no one has been perfect besides Jesus. So I know she's not perfect. She has her struggles. She has her sin. But what she does is she fears the Lord. She looks to God and she owns her role. I think that is the biggest part of this is she steps into the role that God has called her to. She sees it as a privilege to do this. Instead of feeling like it's an obligation and it's unfair and it's not right, she says, no, this is where God called me to. I'm going to do this. I'm going to thrive in it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to be a boss lady. And that's what I think God is calling you to. Instead of feeling weighed down by all of your responsibilities, step into it. Say, no, this is mine. I am taking it. You can't have it. (laughs) This is what I am called to, and I am going to rock at it, and I am going to bless my family and bless myself as I take ownership of this and do all of the things on my heart to do. And I know the working out of this can be more complicated. You've got to figure out how to get through some of the anxiety and the depression and the things that are holding you back. But I believe that one of the key things to, to becoming this woman that I actually do want to be. I want to be the Proverbs 31 woman. That the One of the keys is just to own your role 
to stop seeing it as unfair. I cannot tell you how many times I've had conversations with women that feel like it's unfair what is happening to them. It's not right what is expected of them. That is the world talking. Yes, get your husband on board. Yes, get your kids on board. But own your role. That is the world saying it's not fair. This is where God has placed you and you need to press into it and step into all that he's calling you to. And I'm giving myself this same pep talk as I talk to you because it is so easy to buy into what the world is saying. But we've got to be stronger. We've got to stand up and stand on the word of God and walk in the way he's calling. So let me pray for you, mama. God, I thank you for who you have called us to be as women. I thank you that this is how you see us. You see us as being able to do all of these things. Like, wow, you trust us so much. You see us uh, so well, God, that you see all of these gifts in us and you see all of these ways that we can pour that out into our families and into the world. And I just pray for every ear listening, God, that you would show them how to own this. Show them where the, the ideas of the world have slipped into their thoughts thinking and their parenting and their mothering and their their role as a wife, God. And I pray that you would help them realign their beliefs to your word, God. Help us all to want to be this woman, to own this role that you have trusted us with, God. Help us to see it as a privilege, God. And I thank you for your goodness. I rebuke all shame, God. I pray that no one would feel burdened by this, God, but they would feel free and inspired, Lord. I thank you for how you are helping us become this woman. You are so good, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.